Well, good morning, everyone. Great to see you, and uh, a happy, happy Easter to, to everyone. Um, good, great to have you with us. And uh, special welcome to those who are here in the sanctuary, and also if you're on Zoom. We've got uh, a number of people on Zoom, so welcome there. But it's great to see so many um, family and friends who've come along today to share in this uh, celebration of Believer's Baptism. So just let's just take a quick straw poll. If, if you've been to a, a Believer's Baptism before with full immersion, you stick a hand up if you've been before. You know, I reckon that's about half, half the congregation have been to one of these before. So half of you have never seen one of these before. So it should be quite exciting for you. Um, there's actually no need, to, no need to move from where you are. Um, you will be able to get a really good view on the, on the two screens. Um, we've got a camera at the front here. You will be able to see uh, the baptisms clearly on those, uh, on those screens. Um, so there's no need to, to move out your seats. We're really relaxed here about uh, children and moving around and making a noise. So please don't be concerned about your children. We, we want you to feel relaxed. This is a place of family. This is a place of, of celebration today. Um, but if you do want to use the creche, um, if you go to the back doors that are open, one of the welcome team will show you upstairs. We've got a really nice creche room up there with a whole load of toys. So feel free just to come and go upstairs and downstairs with your kids if you want to use that room. Um, when you came in, um, if, you've got, if, you're, uh, if you've got children, you should have been given some um, party bags some Easter fun bags. Now in those bags are a number of activities that you can do. So you can uh, get on with that while we're singing um, and the service. Please feel free to, to get on with those kids. That would be, that would be great. Um, afterwards, there's loads of homemade Coke. Not cake. Coke, cake. <laughs> Freudian slip. <laughs> there's, there's loads of homemade cake, in fact, Yay! next door. That would be really inappropriate, wouldn't it? Uh, please feel free to come and share in that. Um, tea and coffee and, uh, yeah, home, <laughs> homemade cake. I'm never going to recover from that. <laughs> One of the things about um, believers' baptisms is uh, that's quite different from baptisms and uh, christenings that you may have been to is that this is called believer's baptism and it's called believer's baptism because the person has made their own decision um, based on faith in Jesus to follow Jesus and commit to him for the rest of their lives and so baptism is a symbol of the faith the decision that the person has already made and so that's why it's called believer's baptism because it requires people to believe in and follow Jesus. And I'll talk a little bit later about the symbolism of, of why we uh, get people to go right underwater and then come out of the water. We're not sprinkling here. This is full immersion, lots and lots of water, all right? We don't do things by halves. Uh, it's full, full immersion because that's how Jesus was baptized in the Jordan. They went fully under the water and that's how they used to baptize people in the New Testament. So we do the same. We don't have a river, but we do have a big pool. So uh, they'll be getting very, very wet today. Um, but that's how baptism, because baptism means to immerse. I don't know if you're aware of that. Immerse. And to be immersed, you've got to go right under the water. Otherwise you haven't been baptized. 
basically, according to the New Testament. Um, so, at this point, we'll be coming up periodically uh, with the candidates. Uh, but now we're going to have a couple of songs. Um, if you're new in church and you've never seen what we're doing up here, um, the words will come up on the screens. You don't have to stand, but if you want to stand, you can stand. You don't have to sing. If you want to sing, you can sing. You might not want to dance, but if you want to dance, you can dance. Hey, everything happens here. Um, so just we just want you to feel comfortable in here this morning. Um, so you know, look at the words of the songs, um, enjoy them. Um, they're all based on truth. They're based on the truth that Jesus is alive. Um, and, and today is Easter Day, the day that we celebrate that Jesus is risen. He is risen indeed. Hallelujah. Um, and so um, those who are able to join us and stand, please do. Those in the overflow, there's people in the overflow. There's Steve, people in the reading first. Oh, sorry, there's a reading first. Sorry, I forgot about that. <laughs> Can I have the reading first? <laughs> Early on the first day of the week, while it was still dark, Mary Magdalene went to the tomb and saw that the stone had been removed from the entrance. So she came running to Simon Peter and the other disciples, the one Jesus loved, and said, They've taken the Lord out of the tomb, and we don't know where they have put him. So Peter and the other disciples started for the tomb. Both were running, but the other disciple outran Peter and reached the tomb first. He bent over and looked in, the strip, uh, looked in at the strips of linen lying there, but did not go in. Then Simon Peter, who was behind him, arrived and went into the tomb. He saw the strips of linen lying there, as well as the burial cloth that had been around Jesus' head. The cloth was folded up by itself, separate from the linen. Finally, the other disciple, who had reached the tomb first, also went inside. He saw and believed. They still did not understand from Scripture that Jesus had to rise from the dead. Then the disciple went back to their homes. But Mary stood outside the tomb, crying. As she wept, she bent over to look into the tomb and saw two angels in white, seated where Jesus' body had been, one at the head and the other at the foot. They asked her, Woman, why are you crying? They've taken my Lord away, she said, and I don't know where they have put him. At this, she turned around and saw Jesus standing there, but she did not realize that it was Jesus. Woman, he said, why are you crying? Who is it you were looking for? Thinking he was the gardener, she said, Sir, if you've carried him away, tell me where you've put him, and I will get him. Jesus said to her, Mary. She turned towards him and cried out in Aramaic, Rabbani, which means teacher. Jesus said, Do not hold on to me, for I have not yet returned to the Father. Go instead to my brothers and tell them, I am returning to my Father and your Father, to my God and your God. Mary Magdalene went to the disciples with the news, I have seen the Lord. And she told them that he had said these things to her. Let's now stand and sing. He's alive and oh, how 
Listen to days through the Spirit who blows faith with certainty. Honor and blessing, glory and praise to the King. Crown with power and authority. And we are raised with Him. Death is dead, love has won. David is uh, now going to come and share uh, his testimony. Um, what we mean by testimony is exactly what it says on the tin. Testimony is, this is what Jesus means to me. This is what he's done in my life. And this is why I'm coming to be baptized today. So David, come, why don't you come up and share your story with us? Thank you. My father was an elder in his church and my mother taught Sunday school. So I was brung up proper in a Christian family. I went to Sunday school, then attended church with my family, but with increasing reluctance up into my teens, slowly dropping out until after I had finished school, my Sundays were mostly taken up with ice skating and motorbikes. This continued for about 22 years with me getting married in my father's church, then having successive children christened in the church my first wife was attending, but otherwise hardly ever darkening the doors of a church. Whatever the problems we had in our marriage, I can be eternally thankful that she and her ladies prayer group decided to pray for their various husbands to attend a lay witness mission that was coming up at their church. As far as I know, I was the only beneficiary of all that prayer. This was a week of evening gatherings in the church with singing of some familiar and not so familiar songs, some of which strangely moved my heart from earlier times, right? Then testimonies from a couple of people, followed by a rousing talk by the main man evangelist. Now I could deb debate or dismiss some of the points this well-known preacher was raising, but when someone stands up front and says, I was a rotten person with all sorts of faults and problems in my life, then I invited Jesus into my life and everything changed. What could I think? I couldn't call him a liar or challenge him for what they obviously really believed. But what I had to do 
was think deeply about the state of my life and what I had to do about it. Then on the final evening, someone was brave enough to challenge me on that exact question. What was I going to do? Then he suggested that we pray, that he prays with me, kneeling at the altar rail in submission and surrender to the loving arms of Jesus. I was immediately flooded with a wave of love and blessing such as I'd never felt before. <clears throat> and my life changed. Then I became an embarrassment to my family at every service thereafter for a while, by often having tears running down my cheeks with loud sniffs and blowing of noses. <laughs> I did settle down in my new Christian life by joining the choir, becoming a lay minister, serving on the church council, then as a church warden, which was you know, up there, <laughs> when I was blessed to eventually meet and successfully woo my darling Jen. We blended together nicely, going to my Anglican church in the mornings and then her Methodist church in the evenings. As a side blessing, I gained more wonderful family in her children and their, then their grandchildren. When we dug up our roots, packed up our few possessions and moved to the UK in 2012, we were warmly welcomed by Bron and Andrew with much love, help, and encouragement. Now, of course, we are blessed to have our Heather from Australia with us to complete the family, all of whom we welcome here today to share our blessing. Speaking of family, I'm here today to be welcomed into this fam Heathervale family that have so opened their arms to Jen and myself. This baptism is an act of commitment to my Lord and Saviour, Jesus Christ, that I joyfully repeat and proclaim, and also the mark of membership into this community of faith that I pledge to serve and be a part of to the best of my ability. Thank you, my family and friends, and may God bless you all. Thank you. So each of the, uh, the candidates and the people going through the waters of baptism this morning have chosen a song. Um, I'm so pleased you chose this one, Dave. So pleased. Um, it's an amazing hymn and an amazing song that we, we sing here. Um, it's called 10,000 Reasons. Stand and sing if you can. Bless the Lord, oh my soul, oh my soul, worship His holy name. Sing like never before, oh my soul, I'll worship Your holy name. The sun comes. song again whatever may 
Be seated. Now we're going to hear uh, Pete's testimony. Go on, then, Pete. <sighs> Great to see so many people here. So my name's Peter, and I was born on the 31st of December, 1978, named after the disciple, the Rock. My Christian life started just six months later with my dedication, which took place right here on this platform in the summer of 1979. The pastor at the time was Graham Holiday, which I'm sure many people will remember, and his kids, Andrew and Naomi, were similar ages to me and my sister, and growing up, I've got many fond memories of playing in the garden just over there, which is now Martin's. 
Um, one less fond memory was climbing up the big conifer tree in the garden, getting stuck up there for three hours, <laughs> crying lots and wetting myself in the process. <laughs> this is about 40 years ago. <laughs> Many people from Heathervale were involved in my early years, teaching at Sunday school, babysitting, coffee mornings round at my mum's house. As time went on, I became my own person with my own beliefs and views on religion arrogantly thinking and telling myself that I know best. For many years, I told myself that the only person I answer to when I look in the mirror was myself. Fast forward a few years. If you'd have asked me at the beginning of 2019 about my life, I'd have proudly told you about my amazing three sons, my incredible career, how big my house was, how nice the car I was driving was, um, and how much money I was earning. Apart from how amazing my sons are, I hadn't achieved anything truly, any true, any full, fulfillment in my life. I hadn't achieved any peace or happiness. Something was always missing. When I look back now, it's incredible how, how quickly my life fell apart. I think Martin was thinking of me when he made his slip up earlier. But, um, hopefully you won't get too many questions from the kids. I'll try to be careful with my language when I tell you a little bit more about my, my downfall. Um, by mid-2019, I wasn't working for the first time since I was 13, really. I'd always been focused and very career-driven and, and worked. My dad was on his deathbed with terminal cancer, and for many reasons, but mainly me being absent from life and, and spending too much time working, my wife left me. I moved out of the family house and I was alone with nothing, apart from the money in my bank account, but it's amazing how quickly that disappears and everyone else around you. I started to party hard. I was drinking a lot and using narcotics. What started as once a week became every weekend and eventually became every day. And then what I started, you know, it was exciting, it was fun. It soon became me sat in my bedroom by myself, hiding bottles of spirits under my bed and hiding empty packets of drugs in my sock drawer. I was isolating by myself long before we all became familiar with that term through, um, through COVID. I was ignoring my friends and family and lying daily to everybody I spoke to. In February 2020, I believe God sent an angel to me in the form of my oldest son, Harry, who discovered that I was what I was doing, basically, and gave me an ultimatum. He told me, sort yourself out or you're going to lose your family and your sons. So I hadn't prayed or thought of God for many years, but at this point, I fell onto my knees and prayed for help. A few days later, I checked myself into rehab. I had this opinion that I'd meet all sorts of people in rehab, addicts, criminals, the dregs of society. The reality was much different. They were all lovely people, school teachers, nurses, businessmen, women, students, men, young, old. They'd all in some way been either dealt a bad hand in life or been through some sort of trauma or depression leading them to use what they call mind-altering substances, which can be anything, it can be glue, can be alcohol, can be cocaine, can be anything that changes who you are. One of the many things I learned in rehab was that people turn to mind-altering substances to get away from being themselves or to forget about the troubles in their life. 
Certain people can put down a bottle of wine after one glass, but certain people have addictive tendencies in their DNA, and these will never go away. The only way to deal with this is through education and understanding, and these people find it hard to stop after one drunk drink or one line of drugs, for example. I started praying daily and talking to God constantly in my head. I had the peace of knowing others were praying for me outside of rehab too. I started the 12-step recovery process, a global program that helps addicts. It's a spiritual program that encourages you to embrace a higher power. I finally knew and accepted there was someone more important than me. During my time there, I came to peace with myself and came to understand that my demons, that doesn't mean they don't exist, the devil's always on my shoulder wanting me to relapse, but I understood how to manage that and deal with that in life. There I met my second angel, Robbie, who went on to become my sponsor, my good friend and gardener. I find it hard to describe to you in this room how he came into my life, but it just didn't happen by coincidence. Who he was, um, how similar we were, the fact he happened to be at the right place at the right time to meet me. Um, he's a great, great guy and it was a, a rock for me through my recovery. Upon leaving rehab, I started attending Heathervale again and also went on the Alpha course. So the Alpha course helped me to answer the questions that had always made me judge religion previously or made me think things that I couldn't believe or there was no such thing as, as God. It's not a course necessarily for Christians. It's designed to help you make an educated decision. And I'd recommend it to anybody and everyone if it's something you haven't thought of before. I also met some incredible people, two of them here today, getting baptised, Vicky and Katie, and Carol and Mark, who led the course, who've been a real inspiration to me through, uh, through tough times. Too many good things have happened to me that I just can't explain. It's, it's finding faith. There's no logical or rational reason for how or why some of these things have happened or how they've happened at the right time. You know, there were times where I was down to my last slice of bread and suddenly a friend would reach out or I'd get a tax refund or the way that I got my new flat, which I never should have passed a credit check for. I don't know how today I did. Somebody's been watching over me at times and helping me. Um, I'd like to thank everybody at Heathervale for making me so welcome. I didn't think... I didn't think I'd be welcome. I thought I'd be judged. I thought people would have an opinion. I'm not ashamed of my past. Um, and I'm not embarrassed to talk about it because I think life's a journey and you move forwards and you live and, you live and learn. But I've been made to feel so welcome and I love how involved and more involved I'll be in the future in the church here. Uh, I'd like to finish um, just sharing a prayer that I learned in rehab. It's called the Serenity Prayer. It says, God, grant me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Amen. Thank you. So there was a song that came into my head, um, and Pete allowed us to have a free choice of, of song. How appropriate and how apt it is. It's called Everyone Needs Compassion. Isn't that just what's happened? Compassion was shown. Um, it also has the line, Saviour, he can move the mountain. I'm saying nothing about height, but... <laughs> Pardon? <laughs> it's all, yeah, it's nothing about size, yes. But it, God does move mountains, um, but he is, and it says he's mighty to save. 
and look what's happened in this man's life. God has been mighty to save. Let's, uh, let's stand and sing. Everyone needs compassion, love that's never failing. Let mercy fall on me. Everyone needs forgiveness, the kindness of a Savior. the whole world see we're singing for the glory of the risen King Jesus shine your light and let the whole world see we're singing for the glory of the risen King And now uh, Katie's uh, going to come up and share her testimony. Thank you, Katie.
First, I'm going to apologise if I laugh or cry. It's like, oh, 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 here we go. <laughs> Have you finished at half nine today? Um, I've been thinking about my journey to my baptism. At first, I thought it started about two years ago in lockdown, but it, I think it really began a long time before that. I just didn't realise it. I never felt I belonged or fitted in. I always felt the odd one out. But I covered it with my loud voice or laughing or berating myself. And in doing that, I sabotaged relationships. During lockdown, like everyone else, I struggled and that's when I really started to feel broken. My dear friend Janine, <laughs> asked me to consider joining the Heather Vale Sunday service on Zoom. It gave me so much to think about that I was invited to the Alpha course and I loved it. I loved the Alpha course. And combined with that and Sunday service, changed not only my outlook on the church, but also on myself. I learned to love myself a lot more I never felt good enough for God. I never felt good enough for anyone. The decision to give my life to Christ has not been easy. I feel a huge responsibility. And I not only don't want to let God down, but I don't want to let myself down. I don't want people to think that she must behave perfectly now. Because I won't. <laughs> None of us do. None of us do. I don't think it works that way, although I will try my best. The first time I walked into this church, I was welcomed with open arms. And every time I walk into this church, I feel like I'm home. I feel safe. I feel loved. I have met lifelong friends from different walks of life that I wouldn't have normally met. But we all have one thing in common, and that is our belief in Christ. I think this time two years ago, if you had told my family and friends, <laughs> this is where they would be standing on this day, they would never have taken you seriously. And for everyone in my life, past, present, whether it be good, bad or indifferent, it has made me the strong woman I am today. And I thank you all for that. And not only that, she's chosen a stonker of a song as well. <laughs> it's an amazing song by Casting Crowns. So let's start. Shine among us, His glory. 
seated. Uh, I'm really glad Katie's here today, not just, sorry, Vicky, Vicky, sorry, not just because she's getting baptized, but because she's back from America. You've literally only just got back the family in the last couple of days. So I, I was kind of slightly nervous that you'd be delayed, but you're here and that's great. So come and tell us your story, Vicky. Oh, there's loads of you here today. <laughs> 
Um, okay, so my journey started around 13 years ago when a lovely lady, I'm not going to say who it was, but she was very lovely, asked if I wanted to go to church one Sunday. <laughs> I politely declined and uh, her comment back to me was, don't knock it until you try it. So I was up for a challenge and I tried it. I, find, I found myself drawn into something that I felt peaceful and grounded. I enrolled onto an Alpha course 11 years ago and said the prayer. I felt like I dabbled in and out and when things got tough, I found myself craving the presence of the Lord again. He became my comfort. My journey has not been an easy one as I would battle with lots of emotions. I did not and still do not understand fully. I had a lot of whys in my head, why me? I am not Christian enough. I could never be someone God would accept. I now realize that these were just my insecurities within society and had nothing to do with God's love for me. So for 13 years and three alpha courses later, I finally <laughs> accepted that I do not have to battle with my thoughts, my questions, my whys, and I can leave things with God and know that he has my back. It is like the world, it's like the world is seen through different eyes and prayer is so powerful. He works in so many ways. I used to pray for strength and wondered why everything just got harder and harder um, until I thanked him for making me stronger and things started getting easier. I realized that my prayers were answered and I am so much stronger than I used to be. The past 18 months, my faith has grown so much and I was hit with a thought. If I could never talk to God again, how would I feel? The thoughts of this happening just made me feel sadness and hurt. And that's when I felt that I had to commit fully. So my 13 year long journey has been a long one, but a new one's about to begin. Um, I want to thank everyone that's come here today, my family, my friends, and um, yeah, I'm excited for what's going to be my future. And again, this was a new song for me and for most of the band, but then we, we watched it on YouTube a couple of times, and then we went, you know what, we're going to do that one live. Um, and it's such an amazing song, so thank you for choosing it. Um, and it's called, it's called, um, it, its official title is When Sunlight Breaks, which doesn't sound amazing, but it's about, all about with God being here with you now. So, or here now with you. Thanks. <laughs> sunlight breaks and the day has just begun in the still i wait for your voice to lead me on eternity's residing in my soul oh i'll follow you till the day you call me home Here now with you, I have heaven in 
change than I will never be without you, without you. Just I made with your calling on my life And your plan weaved into the fabric of my heart Eternity residing in my soul Oh, I lift my eyes to the one who gave it all Reaching out with open hands Find me on my knees Fill me with your peace again Forever I am loved Freedom reigns in me Forever you are Lord My everything Here now with you Spirit in me, everything's changed tonight. We'll never be without you, without you. Here now with you, I have heaven in me, everything's changed tonight. We'll never be without you. Your spirit in me, everything's changed tonight. We'll never be without you and I. We'll never be without you and I. We'll never be without you. So our next reading is taken from Romans. Or don't you know that all of us who were baptized into Christ Jesus were baptized into his death? We were therefore buried with him through baptism into death in order that just as Christ was raised from the dead through the glory of the Father, we too may live a new life. 
if we have been united with him like this in his death, well, we will certainly be also united with him in his resurrection. For we know that our old self was crucified with him so that the body of sin might be done away with, that we should no longer be slaves to sin. Because anyone who has died has been freed from sin. Now, if we died with Christ, we believe that we will also live with him. For we know that since Christ was raised from the dead, he cannot die again. Death no longer has mastery over him. The death he died, he died to sin once for all. But the life he lives, he lives to God. In the same way, count yourselves dead to sin, but alive to God in Christ Jesus. Let me just pray for Martin as he comes to speak. Father God, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the amazing testimonies we've heard, Lord. And now, as we hear your word, Lord, just open our ears, open our hearts to listen to you now. We ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Um, so my Zoom has gone down here on the, so they won't be seeing me. Is that right? You can see it. That's fine. Great. Good. Okay. I've got nothing on my screen here, but we won't, that's fine. Okay. Just as long as it's working. Well, what's the link between Easter Sunday, the day when we celebrate the resurrection of Jesus and this baptism, Paul? Is there a link? Well, the answer is yes, there is. Um, the, the reason that people go right under the water in baptism is this is a symbol of just as Jesus was covered over in the tomb after he died, people are covered over completely by the water. And that symbolizes dying to the old way of life. And when somebody has been baptized, they are lifted back up out of the water. And that's symbolic that Jesus was raised from the tomb to new life. So baptism symbolizes new life in Christ. Um, the simplest way of, of, of thinking about this is when somebody trusts in Jesus, they are united to him. They are joined to him. So what has happened to Jesus in dying and rising again happens to the person who believes in him and trusts in him. Very simply, I'm Nick, Nick this from the Alpha Course, actually, as the Alpha Course has been mentioned. But this is a really simple illustration of what happens to a Christian. Imagine that this book is Jesus, and imagine that this bookmark is the person who believes in him. Well, when someone believes in Jesus, they are united to Jesus as this bookmark is united to this book. So wherever I put this book, whatever happens to this book happens to the bookmark that's united to this book. So when Jesus died on the cross, he overcame the power of sin. And when someone is baptized and they go right under the water, that symbolizes that the power of sin has no longer got mastery and control over them. Katie's right. You will sin still on occasions, but sin no longer has control over you. You have Christ in you, as we've sung. Heaven living in you, in the person of the Holy Spirit. Thank you for that song, Vicky. It's lovely. God is living in the Christian, and he helps us to follow Christ. We didn't have that power before, but now we have it as Christians. We no longer have to live for ourselves. We can live to obey Christ, which is the most joyful, free life 
you can ever live. Um, what you've heard today is people saying that they found new purpose, new freedom, new joy, new contentment by believing in Jesus. Jesus sets people free. Jesus sets people free to live the best life that they can ever live. He fills us with joy, contentment, meaning, purpose. People talk about coming home when they come to know Jesus. It's as if we all are away from home. If we don't know Christ, we don't know God, it's as if there's a hole in our lives. There's something missing, as people have said this morning. And to come home is to come to know Jesus as your friend and your saviour, to invite him into your heart. Uh, when Jesus rose from the grave, he broke the power of death. He broke through death. And when someone rises up out of the water, that's a symbol that as a Christian, sin no longer reigns over them. They've broken through in the power of God. They found new freedom, new power from God to live the Jesus way. And that's what you've heard this morning again. No longer are they trapped in the old habits, the old patterns of the old life. No longer is life meaningless. No longer is this sense of whole there. There is fullness, there is joy, there is freedom in knowing Jesus. When someone is united to Jesus in his death and resurrection, they come into the life that they were created for. Do you know that we were created to be friends with God? And the way that you can be a friend of God is by believing in Jesus. He wants you to experience the new life, the new freedom, the new joy, the forgiveness, the purpose that Vicky and Katie and Pete and David have found in their lives. He wants that for you. And you can have that by believing in Jesus Christ. So if you've never trusted in Jesus, I'd invite you this morning, talk to a Christian family member or friend and say, look, I want what you've got. I want a piece of this. I want to know more than I've got in my life at the moment. I believe that Jesus is the answer. Talk to them and pray with them. And maybe they'll help you to pray the prayer that they prayed to receive Jesus into your life. Or maybe you're a Christian but you've never been baptized. You've not been baptized yet. Why are you waiting? This is the command of Christ to be baptized. This is what he requires. It's, it's symbolic of being washed clean in the water. When the person goes under the water, it's symbolic that they have been washed clean. The past is dealt with. It's been washed away. Jesus has set them free. He's made them a brand new person and they rise up with joy in the power of the Holy Spirit. That's what Christ can do for you. So why don't you get baptized? Come and talk to me about baptism. I'd love to open this pool again soon. Uh, love to. So please uh, come and speak to me. If you've never become a Christian, why don't you speak to someone today and take that step of faith, invite Jesus into your heart. Right. Let me pray, and then I'm going to ask everybody to come up on the stage who's involved in the baptisms. The rest of you can watch uh, the screens from where you're sitting. Let's pray. Jesus, I pray for all those who are on a journey today, who are searching. Jesus, help them to find you. Set them off, Lord, on a path to discover you. Lord, I pray for courage for people who are wondering, is this real? 
I pray that you'd help them to have a conversation with Christian friends and family members today and to find Jesus for themselves. Lord, for those who have not yet been baptized, Jesus, give them the courage to take this next step of obedience, that they might experience the joy of declaring to everyone that they're with Jesus, they're on the Jesus team, and that they've been set free. So Jesus, give people the ability today to obey and respond in Jesus' name. Amen. So we're going we're gonna to go in the order that we uh, did the testimonies in, if that's all right. Seems logical. So, uh, yes, please. <laughs> <laughs> each uh, each candidate is going to ask uh, answer some questions before they come in. So, just wait there, David. So, David, this is about your belief in Jesus Christ. It's your confession of faith. So, David, do you confess Jesus Christ as your Lord and Saviour? Do you turn from sin, renounce evil, and intend to follow Christ? Will you seek to live within the fellowship of this church and to serve him in the world? Then come and be baptised. David, having heard of your repentance and your faith, we now baptise you in the name of God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit.
two songs we're going to sing now. We chose the cross with every breath, the perfect life, the perfect death. You chose the cross. Thorns you wore for us and crowned us with eternal life. You chose the cross, and though your soul was overwhelmed with pain, obedient to death, you overcame. I'm lost in wonder.
just like to, uh, to pray uh, for each of the candidates, just pray God's blessing on them as they uh, begin their new life in Christ, really. Baptism is only really uh, the beginning uh, of obedience, so uh, let's, uh, let's pray for, for them all. Um, living God, we thank you for the privilege of joining in with this wonderful celebration today, this new, new life that you've given to David, to Pete, to Vicky, to Katie. Lord, what a joyful privilege it is to be here today. Jesus, thank you that you have set these people free through the power of your resurrection, that you've given them a brand new start, a brand new life, a life filled with joy, a life filled with meaning, a life filled with hope, and a life filled with the expectation that death is not the end for the Christian, but the gateway into eternity. But thank you, Lord, that that new life, that fullness of life, begins now, today, in relationship with you. So, Lord, I just pray that you would guard them, keep them, Lord, uh, deliver them from the work of the evil one, keep them from temptation, strengthen them with power in their inner being, Lord, that they might obey you all the days of their lives and find much joy in serving you. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. On to our final hymn. Thank you, Steve. Bless, stand and sing, thine be the glory, risen, conquering son, Endless is the victory, thou or death has won. Thank you. 
Amen. Amen. Now may the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all evermore. Amen. 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 We'd